If you're hearing the sound of my voice, it has not found you by mistake. You are waking up. Our planet is changing and shit is getting real. Spiritual health is more important than ever. If living the dream is starting to feel more like a nightmare, then welcome home. Let's talk about the metaphysical realities of life, death, and everything beyond. I'm your host, the yogi with the bare feet, and I'm so honored that you have decided to join me here in Spirit Space. Hey everybody, what is up? I'm Leanne, the host of the Spirit Space podcast, and I am stoked for episode three. We're going to be leaving our bodies today, talking about lucid dreaming, astral projecting, remote viewing, and out-of-body experiences in general. In case the name isn't obvious enough, an out-of-body experience is any experience where you perceive yourself to be separate or outside of your body. And there is more than one kind of -of out-of-body experience. For instance, in a near-death experience, a person who is clinging to life or maybe even clinically dead may perceive themselves as floating above their body and looking down on the scene from above. In some cases, drug and alcohol use can also trigger an out-of-body experience. These cases are rare but can be very traumatizing and leave long-lasting mental wounds. An out-of-body experience doesn't always have to be associated with the near-death experience, and it's not always scary. In fact, Some people claim they have the ability to leave their body at will while staying conscious. This practice is called astral projecting. I personally have yet to be convinced, but I stay curious. I've never experienced it myself, but I believe that it is possible. I expect at some point in the future, I will make an episode dedicated entirely to astral projecting. As it is right now, I just don't know that much about it, but I am curious to learn. One thing I do know a bit about is something we all do pretty regularly throughout our lives. You may not remember it, but you leave your body all the time at night when you dream. Lately, I have been really intrigued by the concept of lucid dreaming. If you're not familiar with that, It's essentially when you're dreaming and you realize that you're in a dream. And without waking up, you become lucid and are able to control the conditions of that dream. I mean, that obviously sounds like a blast, right? An infinite playground of anything you could imagine so you could fulfill your wildest desires. But there's a lot more to lucid dreaming than just a little bit of fun. Lucid dreaming can be a way to creatively solve problems that you can't solve in your waking life. It actually helps you bring more awareness into your day-to-day life, even when you're not sleeping. It can get you in touch with your higher self or help you deal with recurring dreams and nightmares. There have been stories of people literally healing their bodies from disease and injuries just with the power of lucid dreaming and intention. You can interact with deceased loved ones, people you would have no other way to communicate with otherwise. Lucid dreaming is a powerful multi-tool that anyone can learn how to use. 
with a few simple tricks and just a lot of patience and dedication, anyone can do it. To start lucid dreaming, I have a few simple tips that will get you started. This is just merely the surface level information. There are some really great resources out there that can tell you more than you really even need to know about the science of dreaming. Getting started, the first and most important tip that I have to help you lucid dream is keep a dream journal. It is hands down the most effective way to help yourself learn how to realize when you're dreaming. It's important to not only write down your dreams every morning, right when you wake up, but it also helps to read your dream journal before you go to bed at night. This is subtly telling your brain that you're about to start dreaming and gives it some clues to look for that might indicate that a dream is happening. The most important part of keeping a dream journal is consistency. Even if you don't remember having any dreams, you still need to wake up and immediately go to your journal and write, no dreams remembered. No matter how silly it feels, I promise it's working. Just give it time and be patient. You're teaching your brain to pay attention to your dreams. If you are struggling with dream recall, there is a lot you can do to help yourself out. It's a good time to look at your sleep hygiene. Are you keeping a consistent sleep schedule? Are you sleeping in a cool, dark, comfortable place? Are you limiting your screen time before bed? Come on, be honest. If you are a cannabis user like myself, you will find that if you're using any THC-containing products in the two or three hours before you go to bed, your ability to recall your dreams will be significantly reduced. Don't get me wrong, I love cannabis. It is an amazing medicine. But when it comes to lucid dreaming, it's not doing you any favors. If you are looking for an herb that you can use around bedtime to help you with your lucid dreaming, there are a few options. Just keep in mind that a lot of the evidence supporting these herbs is anecdotal. And I'm not a medically trained doctor, so I can't give you advice or tell you what to take. Always talk to your doctor before starting or stopping any new type of treatments. Some herbs can be dangerous to certain people in certain circumstances. For instance, I use mugwort to help me dream more vividly and have better dream recall. It's a very popular and affordable herb that literally grows on the side of a road in some places. But it can be dangerous for pregnant women as it's a uterine stimulant. Always do your own research. Another herb I've used before to help with lucid dreaming is the Mexican dream herb or Calea Zacatechichi. And let me be honest, this shit is disgusting. I would not recommend brewing it in any teas. It is incredibly bitter. I prefer to put it in a bowl with a little bit of mugwort and smoking it is slightly more tolerable and works just the same as far as I can tell. There is no shortage of sleep and dream supplements available to us today. Personally, I use melatonin and valerian root on a regular basis to improve my sleep quality. There are tons of other herbs available online and at your local holistic store that are purported to help with dreaming. Personally, I've only used the mugwort and the calea, and I don't like to speak on things I haven't personally tried, 
But I really would like to hear from you guys if there's anything that you've been trying that's helping you with your lucid dreams. Leave a comment. I would love to read it. There is a lot more to achieving lucidity than what you put into your body before you go to bed. When it comes to lucid dreaming, timing is everything. That's why I figured it might help to go over a little bit about what our brains are doing while we sleep. Roughly every 90 minutes or so, your brain will complete one sleep cycle. These sleep cycles get longer as the night goes on and the time between them gets longer as well. You start your sleep out at stage one. This is very light sleep. You can be woken up easily. You may experience something called hypnagogic dreams or find that you jerk yourself awake suddenly. This is simply your body slowly relaxing and falling asleep. In stage two, your mental activity is sparse. You'll spend 20 to 30 minutes here and then your brain will dip into the deep, dreamless sleep called delta. In delta sleep, your brain waves are large and slow. This is where most of the rest and healing happens. If you ever wake up feeling particularly refreshed, you probably spent a lot of time in delta sleep. After roughly 30 to 40 minutes in the delta phase of sleep, your brain will return to stage two briefly. Approximately 70 to 90 minutes from the onset of sleeping, you'll get your first REM cycle, which lasts only five to 10 minutes. It's possible that you might wake up after this REM cycle before returning to stage two or delta sleep. Your brain will repeat this cycle every 70 to 90 minutes until you wake up. And I'm telling you this not because I'm just a nerd who likes science, because I am, but it's very important to understand how the sleep cycle works if you really want to achieve a lucid dream. There are a ton of methods for achieving a lucid dream. I'm going to talk about the four most common methods, but there's something they all have in common. They're most likely to give you a lucid dream in the early morning hours or during a nap in the middle of the day. You're most likely to have a lucid dream when your REM cycles are at their longest. One lucid dreaming method that really takes advantage of your natural sleep cycle is called the wake back to bed method. Essentially, you take advantage of the brief moment of awakening that happens right before a REM cycle. And you come to full consciousness for five to 45 minutes, allowing yourself to be completely awake. Then as you go back to sleep, you hold the intention of having a lucid dream in your mind. You should hypothetically return straight to a REM cycle with this new intention fresh in your mind. This method works best after three or four, maybe four and a half hours of sleep. While you're laying there in your wake back to bed method, trying to fall back asleep, you might practice a second technique of lucid dreaming called the wake-induced lucid dreams. Essentially, WILD, as it's abbreviated, intends to have you fall asleep straight into a lucid dream by maintaining your level of consciousness as best as you can as you fall asleep. 
Wake-induced lucid dreaming is easier said than done. I've always thought it was more like an advanced form of meditation. In fact, meditating during the day is an excellent way to condition your consciousness with this method of lucid dreaming. It makes wild a lot easier if your mind is already used to being in a meditation state. But if you're like me and you don't yet have that level of control over your monkey mind, an entry-level method of lucid dreaming might be a little bit more accessible. The most common way to achieve a lucid dream is called dream-induced lucid dreaming. This is what happens when you are already in the dream and something unusual occurs that makes you realize that you are not awake. It can happen spontaneously and many people have had dream-induced lucid dreams at some point in their life. The most common way to achieve a dream-induced lucid dream is by using the fourth method, mnemonic-induced lucid dreaming, or abbreviated by the word mild. In mnemonic-induced lucid dreaming, you can use a variety of techniques during your waking life to help reaffirm to your subconscious mind that you will have a lucid dream tonight. Some people use a mantra right before bed, even going so far as to scream it to themselves. Tonight, I will lucid dream. My favorite method is to pick something that happens multiple times during the day. For instance, opening a door. You tell yourself, every time I open a door, I will ask myself, am I dreaming? This is called a reality check, and if you do it often enough, the habit will carry into your dream life and will eventually result in a dream-induced lucid dream. There are dozens of ways to utilize mnemonic-induced lucid dreaming techniques while you're awake. Another popular way to check your reality is by looking at the time, looking away, and double-checking. If the time has changed, or if the numbers on the clock face look jumbled, or if the clock has turned into an ostrich, you're probably dreaming. Have you ever noticed how difficult it is to read something in a dream or use your phone to text or call somebody? Use these moments in your day-to-day -day life as an opportunity to take a moment and say, am I dreaming? In fact, if I could give you a little bit of homework Spend the next week, between now and the next time we talk, pausing to ask yourself occasionally if you're dreaming. If you don't start having at least some interesting dreams by next week, you can have a full refund on your purchase of this podcast. It's free. Now, I know you're probably ready to start right now using these techniques to achieve a lucid dream. Before you get started, you should know that the first few times you start to go lucid, you're really likely to wake yourself up. It's very common as you start to realize that you're having a dream, the dream itself will collapse. Don't ask me why it works, but an effective way of staying in the dream is by doing a little twirl. In your dream, spin around and somehow that act is enough to keep you grounded and help you go lucid without waking up. Weird, I know, 
but don't knock it until you try it. Lucid dreaming is perfectly safe and poses no risk to your health or safety. However, some people do occasionally experience what is called sleep paralysis. It's perfectly harmless, but can be so terrifying. During a sleep paralysis episode, your mind is awakened, but your body is completely unable to move. You're in the middle of a REM cycle, so you might still be experiencing fragments of dreams that may play out like hallucinations. It may feel like a demon is crushing your chest and keeping your body paralyzed. In reality, it's just the paralyzing agent that keeps you from thrashing around while you dream has yet to wear off, but you have woken up a little too early. While these cases aren't all that common, they do happen. And if you find yourself having an episode of sleep paralysis, the most important thing to remember is to stay calm. If you become emotional and start to panic, you'll stimulate the limbic system of your brain and that will make the REM cycle last longer. And until that REM cycle ends, you will not be able to move. You are paralyzed until you stay calm and realize that you're just dreaming and awake and everything is okay. Certain conditions might increase your risk of having a sleep paralysis or night terror episode. Individuals suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, those who use alcohol, especially right before bed, or people under a lot of stress might experience nightmares and sleep paralysis in higher numbers. Certain medications have been proven to increase the occurrence of night terrors in the people who take them, but always talk to your doctor first. And speaking of nightmares, if you do ever find yourself having a recurring dream, a, a nightmare, or a stress dream that won't go away, lucid dreaming is an effective way to confront the subconscious emotions that are fueling that dream. It can be highly empowering no matter how scary it sounds, to become lucid in a nightmare. It gives you the opportunity to confront whatever beast is chasing you, to ask yourself, what is this about? And face your fears in a safe environment. It's a rare opportunity. You can even use lucid dreaming to combat real life phobias. There is no safer place to face your fears than within the safety of a dream. The capacity for lucid dreaming to change your life is limited only by your subconscious. And you, my friend, are limitless. Imagine what you could do if you gained that level of control over your monkey mind. I hope I have given you a lot to think about and I am really excited to hear what herbs you guys are using to help you get more sleep or better rest or achieve a lucid dream. So drop me a line on Instagram. It's at Yogi Bear Feet. And hey, don't forget your homework. I want you to spend the next week, occasionally throughout the day, just stop, become mindful, and ask yourself, Am I dreaming 